0: was bathing at Ventor, a small town on the Isle of Wight, wrote Ivan Turgenev. It was August 1860 when the idea occurred to me of Fathers and Sons, the novel which deprived me forever, I believe, of the good opinion of the Russian younger generation. This is Dr. Jim Tonkovich, and you're listening to Wyoming Catholic College's weekly podcast, The After Dinner Scholar. Turgenev begins his story with a father, Nikolai Kirsanov, as he waits for the arrival of his son, Arkady, who, after years of study in St. Petersburg, is paying a visit to the family farming estate. When Arkady arrives, he has with him his best friend and mentor, Yevgeny Bazarov, a medical student and a nihilist. Arkady explains, A nihilist is a man who does not bow down before any authority, who does not take any principle on faith, whatever reverence that principle may be enshrined in. And indeed, Bazarov is skeptical about everything with the exception of science, a position that plays well in cosmopolitan St. Petersburg, but which seems a bit more out of place in farm country I asked Dr. Tiffany Schubert, who taught Fathers and Sons, to tell us a bit more about the story. Tell us more about Akadi and Bazarov's adventures in the countryside.
1: So, Bazarov and Akadi come home um, from college. It's a sort of, actually, I think, very a very relatable uh, experience for uh, a modern reader. We've got the recent college grad bringing his new friend home. They come into the country. And there's immediately a clash between the generations, right between the fathers and the sons. And Arcadi is, is torn. He maybe at a heart, has a great deal of, uh, of sympathy for his romantic father who plays the cello in the country and loves Pushkin, who's sort of like the, the, the Russian poet. Uh, but he's under the influence of Bazarov, who is a, a much more dynamic, forceful, compelling, charismatic leader than Arkady is. Right? But there's an awkwardness there uh, again, because Arkady has within, his, within himself this, this sort of pull towards the more romantic ways of his father but also towards the kind of, right, the, the more modern nihilism of Bazarov. Mm-hmm. So it's a, the young the young man coming home and not comfortable with his friends, but also no longer comfortable at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. particularly not only with his dad, but with his uncle pa, uh, Pavel. That's right. Who's very romantic.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the conflict between Pavel and Bazarov is far more intense than the conflict, right, between um, Arkady's father and, and Bazarov. And this is part because... Uh, Pavel is a sort of old-fashioned aristocrat in many ways, living out in the country. He's sort of a, a kind of English aristocrat. though He's a Russian in, in the Russian countryside, um, following what he calls right, the principles of, uh, of aristocracy. And so he's, he's deeply disturbed by Bazarov's uh, revolutionary ideas of of basically right wanting to tear down any uh, any kind of tradition.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, while Bazarov as a nihilist kind of fits in in places like St. Petersburg in the 1860s, uh, it's completely out of place in the country and and not only with uh, Arkady's family but with his own family. Um, how does how does Turgenev work that out?
1: That's right. Yeah, so Bazarov's Parents, especially Bazarov's mother, are this very old school Russian. His mother is uh, deeply devout, highly superstitious. Uh, we get this long, glorious list of all of the things that she's afraid of, uh, which is basically everything. Um, so she's incredibly, incredibly pious and this sort of, say, salt of the earth Russian peasant, and and and, and Bazarov is he's the new man, um, and. And in fact, actually, we do. We pretty much only see Basarel right in the country, in fathers and children. And um, yeah, he 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 never fits in. He never fits in. He can't find love. He he can't. He loves his parents, and and yet he he can't find a kind of right harmonious way of of existing with them, right, or of bringing any of the kind of nihilistic views right into into the countryside in in, in an attempt to, you know, bring about real reform. Um, And and even towards the end of the novel, his relationship with Arkady has devolved as well, right? So he's a man incapable of of having a home, of finding a place, even of transforming society. And some of that is where Turgenev is, is, he's seeing this new type of man, right? This revolutionary man in Russia, but there's not yet a revolution. Right. So it's a kind of a foreshadowing of what's to come for Russia. But there's no there's no battle, right? There's no war for Bazarov to fight and or um, no czar to kill quite yet.
0: Well, it seems also as Bazarov comes to the country and as he meets various women along the way, the chinks in his nihilistic armor uh, become really obvious.
1: Yes, Basil Bazarov, right is, is fond of dismissing romantic love as basically what... you know what well, we, would, we would say, you know, kind of chemical reactions in, in the brain. Yeah, he talks about, so, you know, it's all about the, the physiology of the eye. Right? If you study the eye, you'll understand all of those, you know, alluring, mysterious, and enigmatic gazes that, that women give you. Right? So he's, he's very dismissive of all of this. But then he meets Anna Sergeyevna and falls deeply, passionately, uh, romantically, torturously in love with her he he fights against it he, he tries not to give in but uh, the passion for her is is irresistible uh, banana herself is a strange woman actor more or less calls her right? a strange a strange woman uh, she she's a woman who longs for order and control in her life and she has created um uh, her life in such a way that nothing disturbs or upsets her, and so she uh, is sort of coldness really to her that is not open to the, the sort of the intense burning passion of Bazarov's feeling. There's also something intimidating um, about Bazarov. We learn that she's a little bit a little bit afraid of him, uh, which is understandable. He's an incredibly right, powerful man in in so many ways. She's a, a she fears the kind of submission right, that he seems to demand, and and so she she chooses this ordered, right anyway, in some ways right kind of ordered aristocratic, traditional, conventional, controlled life, and rejects the sort of burning you know, revolutionary might sort of upend everything. And, and it's it's this this rejection uh, from her, and the sort of the disappointment in romantic love, leaves Bazarov fairly. Apathetic and and aimless and in in some ways possibly even leading to his to his death Uh, So that yeah, we see that nihilism Doesn't account for the human heart. Okay. It doesn't account for love
0: in a funny way. Isn't Anna kind of an, an a nihilist as well I mean she she marries for money and then she's her husband dies and then she's got this farm she can order her life the way she wants to Uh, And at the end, uh, rather than grabbing onto the passion of somebody like Bazarov, she marries for money again, (laughs) social position.
1: Yeah, that's right. She marries an up-and-coming Russian statesman, even so, she's sort of angling for social power and cachet. So she's she's she has perhaps you could say this sort of the utilitarian. aspects of nihilism, but she, uh, that pragmatism embraces the whole social structure. Right, Someone like Bazarov wants to tear everything down. This is why he thinks that the work of the nihilist is in this in this day and age, at least in the, in, in the 1860s in Russia, that this is all that the nihilist can do. Right? The task of maybe rebuilding is for, for the future. Right now, Everything needs to be torn down. And that would include the, the sort of the tidy order of, of Anna's life, the, the, the social hierarchy that she has, that she has created, uh, the sense of right, being closed off from, from the rest of the world. All of that needs to be torn down. Now, What, what comes in its place is another question.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, while Akadi and his father Nikolai have more and more in common as the book progresses, to the point at the end when they have a joint wedding. Bazarov and his father, aside from medicine, seem to have almost nothing in common. Is is that the comparison that Turgenev is is showing us?
1: Yeah, Bazarov's father is fascinating because he he is a doctor. So he has some of the medical language, but it's dated. Mm-hmm. So Bazarov uh, is, con- is continually correcting his father in this sort of up you now the sort of up the up to date terminology, right? For you know, we're talking about right, the various various diseases, is this? Right? He's this sort of the, you know freshly freshly minted um, intellectual, and his father is is kind of stuck in the past. Right? At which we have both both Nikolai and uh, Bezro's father and have that have that sense of being right, being in the past, and their sons. Um, being part of the new generation. But that's right, that there's something about Nikolai is somehow able, well, one of the thing we do learn about Nikolai, he, he, he actually visited Arkady regularly at college, uh, which really sounds a little bit, maybe a little bit strange to uh, modern college students, but he would come and stay with him. Uh, and he tries to keep up to date. There's a sort of openness and flexibility, perhaps, in Nikolai, even though he can't quite stay fully up to date, uh, that that may maybe maybe is part of what allows him to have the yeah the double wedding at the end there. But even Bazarov's father is an incredibly right. He's an actually incredibly um, likable character, incredibly sympathetic.
0: Oh, character. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that the the conflict between the fathers and the and the sons, the fathers and and the children in this novel, is is rarely ever this sort of simplistic one side is to be right, hated and despised and the other side is to be prized and championed. But this is sort of, in some sense, maybe the kind of inevitable conflict of the generations right, and the passion, passing and the changing of the generations. And Bazarov, perhaps, right, is so far um, into right, the, sort of this new man that yeah, he can't really live in in Russia as it is. Whereas Arkady can take something of Bazarov, but Arkady can also take something of of his father, and so he can actually make a life for himself.
0: In a way a more ways. successful life than his father does on the farm at the end. Yeah, much
1: more successful. Yeah, he's much better at the, the practical aspect of actually running a running an estate than Nikolai is. Right. So that's. You know, Nikolai is, is the romantic. Musician, poet, lover, uh, deep lover. He 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 loved Arkady's mother, who died when Arkady was young, um, and, and sort of spent the rest of his life kind of pining for her. And has some sympathies towards modern progress, and yet is utterly incapable of actually doing really anything practical on the farm. And Arkady, who has come under the influence of Bazarov who has you know, talked to him all about the utility right, and the practical. What is it that actually works, right? Rather than trying to hold on to some sort of outdated uh, authority that you know, people have this sort of you know, inexplicable reverence towards, it's right, what's useful, what's practical, what works. And we see Arcadi actually right, making some things work in, right, on, his, on his estate.
0: What has been the student response to this novel?
1: They love this novel, right? they, they find it to be. Deeply enjoyable, and 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 of course, right, deeply relevant to their own lives. That they're they're in the position, right, of Arkady and Bazarov. They're the the young generation right, encountering ideas and, and works. Uh, so some of them, not necessarily right, that their parents you know, experienced, and and so they have this very visceral identification with the novel, and. And then on the other hand, we read this novel in um, our class, our humanities class 302, which is exploring this movement right out of the medieval uh, synthesis, right, into the modern world. And we have these figures, transgressive figures um, in, in 302, so Milton, Satan, and Dostoevsky's Raskolnikov, and, and then, uh, right, Turgenev's. Bazarov, right? uh, so they're, they're repulsed and attracted to these characters. So, like Bazarov has a kind of dark glamour about him that draws people in, and, and, and then yet he attacks everything and is right, incredibly dismissive right, towards love, and towards beauty, towards poetry, but has power uh, and potency to him. And so I think the students are, are drawn to that in really, in really complex ways that make them this question of transgression of, of
0: this sort of you
1: know, traditional order, uh, the received inheritance right, that they've had, and that we have been giving to them. Right? Challenges to that become very humanized. Not that they become nihilists necessarily, but that at least some, some understanding of why uh, the sort of the revolutionary spirit or right, the transgressive spirit that we see in modernity, right, the, the at least partially compelling aspects of it that we see in Vassarov.
0: First Things associate editor Veronica Clark in an article in the December issue of that journal reflects on her Wyoming Catholic college education, quote, The change I underwent at Wyoming Catholic College, she writes, was slow and subtle, the way water and wind carve out a canyon, the way a child is knitted together over nine months. The word matriculation derives from matrix, womb. Our alma mater makes us anew, unweaving and weaving us back together with the words we read and write, the friendships we make, the virtues we cultivate." Close quote. As we move toward the end of calendar year 2022, let me encourage you to consider a year-end gift to Wyoming Catholic College and the transformation that occurs as our students read authors like Turgenev, Milton, Chaucer, Homer, Virgil, St. Thomas Aquinas, Dostoevsky, and so many others. Whereas, Ms. Clark goes on, my international high school had dissolved all particularity of identity, rubbing out the beautiful traditions students brought with them. Wyoming Catholic College did the reverse. It taught us to embody and live out the tradition we already, in often hidden ways, shared. Close quote. If you'd like to hear more, you can read Veronica Clark's entire essay in the December 1st Things or on their website. If you'd like to make a donation to Wyoming Catholic College, you can do that on our website, wyomingcatholic.edu. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.